the puppy breeding places were up until recently just breeding pedigrees, whereas now what they're doing is they're basically producing mongrels. They're taking two breeds of dogs and they're breeding them together to produce these designer dogs, which people think are cool and fantastic. But nobody's ever really stopped to think, well, should we put these two breeds of dogs together? I'm joined on the line now by Gillian Bird, who is the Head of Education and Media at the DSPCA. So there's been a lot of stories recently regarding puppy farms. There have been horrific stories, in fact, about puppies in particular, a story that we covered on site there about puppies in Galway. Gillian, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. So Ireland has become known as a puppy farm capital, which is pretty intense. So can you tell us exactly what puppy farms are first for anybody who doesn't know? Yeah, well, basically... uh in Ireland, you can actually have a license under the Dog Breeding Establishment Act, which allows you to keep uh, six or more breeding bitches, so female dogs that can breed, and you just have to get a license and prove that you can actually house that number of animals and that you will pay your revenue. So you can get a license in this country to actually breed dogs on a large-scale commercial basis. Okay, so so how can people tell the difference then between buying privately from a breeder like that, which is obviously regulated for and where all the dogs are presumably treated well, and a puppy farm? Because essentially the issue seems to be regulation here, right? Yes and no. I mean, you, you've got a couple of things. If you have somebody who's going to buy a dog um, and they want a particular breed of dog, then obviously, you know, what they should do is they should go to an Irish Kennel Club registered breeder. They should be interviewed. They should go to the family home. They should talk to the breeder before the pups are born because the, at the end of the day, the breeder maybe is only breeding from their dog once every two years. And the breeder will interview the, the potential owner and make a decision. The puppy will then be chosen at a very young age. It'll be seen. And then you'll be expected to come back and then take your puppy when it's a certain age. So there's a lot involved in getting an animal from an actual registered kennel club breeder rather than somebody who maybe is breeding a little more laxly or is somebody who is mass producing puppies who will, once the puppies are born, then post them for sale. There will be less interview process going on and it'll be more a situation of, I'd like to buy that puppy, no problem, where will we meet you? So what what are people in this for in terms of the money behind it? So presumably these people who are running these puppy farms where the dogs are being mistreated or malnourished or in pretty poor condition, there's a cash incentive. Is, is that what we're talking about here? It's the whole ethics behind it as much as anything else because there are dog breeding establishments out there who have been registered, are checked regularly by, by the departments, they're checked by um, vets, that the animals are being housed in what is legally adequate facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not something now we would approve of. Um, so there, there isn't a cruelty aspect uh, legally in these a lot of these um, you know premises you have to understand that okay but you have an ethical situation you have a fact that the animals are being bred at the end of the day for profit people who are breeding maybe from a hundred breeding bitches every year they're not breeding because they love dogs and they want to see their dogs producing puppies which other people can enjoy you're talking about breeding animals on a large scale and at the end of the day it is purely for profit so if this is more concerned with an ethical issue why can't they just be outlawed 
because they, what they tried to do is basically put some law attached to it so that they would make it legal that you had to register. We knew where they are. They have to have a license applied for each year. They have to be uh, checked out by the local county council vets to make sure that the animals are actually living in suitable conditions. The issues that the DSP and the Irish Kennel Club have because we've been working together jointly on, on uh, presentations for this is yeah. we would like to see a cap of a maximum of 20 females per establishment whereas at the moment there is no upper cap you can register yourself for 600, 700, 1000 breeding bitches if you can prove that you have the facilities at the end of the day what you've got is you have a situation where you know, if, even if somebody has 20 breeding bitches and those those bitches all have puppies, you're talking about having over 100 dogs, 150 dogs any one time on the farm. And they've all got to be cared for, walked, cleaned, fed, checked out, socialised, um, given some time to play. And that's not going to happen unless you've got a huge amount of staff. And having a huge amount of staff is going to cut into your profits. So uh, there's all this ethical stuff. And it's been proved that animals that are mass produced and are not getting socialization are not staying long enough with their mothers do suffer from psychological um, behavioral issues um, and then there's also the concerns of how much care is taken into the background checks on the the parents mm. have the parents got any of the conditions that could be passed on to the puppies um, which then can lead to the animals having problems in the future and, and ending up with an unhealthy and unhappy animal in the future we also have all these designer dogs, and this is the big thing. I mean, the, the puppy breeding places were up until recently just breeding pedigrees, whereas now what they're doing is they're basically producing mongrels. They're taking two breeds of dogs, and they're breeding them together to produce these designer dogs, which people think are cool and fantastic. But nobody's ever really stopped to think, well, should we put these two breeds of dogs together? Like, there's a lovely example at the moment that the Pomsky is a good one which is a Pomeranian with a Husky yeah. which produces these gorgeous little dogs that look like miniature Huskies but nobody ever stops to think well really what are the behavioural issues I can have with a Husky and what are the care requirements and what are the behavioural issues health issues and care requirements of a Pomeranian and then you're putting them together and breeding this dog just for its appearances so it's, um, it's so kind of down term, to human demand as well like people are saying oh, totally yeah these it's are adorable I want one I want to carry one around I want to Instagram it and nobody absolutely, nobody's absolutely. really thinking about the kind of long term I mean I want They're to ask because you touched on it there like how does an organisation like yours feel when you see maybe high profile people who perhaps aren't adopting um, which is their prerogative though you know legally they're absolutely they're in, no no we're, yeah. we're not we're like you know as I say there are reasons that somebody might decide they want to go out and actually get a specific breed of dog and and that's fine I mean, there are rescue groups out there so if you wanted to get a retriever for example there's retriever rescues so you have to but there are we do understand there are reasons that people want to go and get a pedigree dog and all we're saying is look go to a responsible breeder it's a buyer beware situation but you don't have to and and people who are high profile generally they we'd like them to sit back and even if they do say look i have gone to a breeder be honest about it say i've gone to a breeder and basically you know say look I hope I haven't made a mistake and you shouldn't do what I do you should all go and adopt don't buy do you think that it's fair that that people are getting dragged online for the kind of personal choices that they're making with regards to to dogs and, and ownership 
if you post a picture of your dog then uh, on a social media you're opening it up you're looking for for like comments but you're also going to get nasty comments and that's the problem so i mean anybody who decides to post anything about their lives on social media this is what you're going to get you're going to get negatives you're going to get positives so i i don't think they're necessarily looking for the negative side of it i don't think they should get negative side stuff but on the other hand if you're going to post something publicly that's what you're going to get yeah i mean i think i it seems to me from what you're saying it's just all about education so if you do want to buy a dog or if you're in the market to buy a dog you really have to get the research done and make sure that you know exactly where these puppies are coming from as well as that Absolutely. you know wh- where are they coming from because the case of that happened in Galway they were they were in a truck and I think they were bound for the UK so there's obviously some transportation stuff that's happening as well which can't be good for the dog either No absolutely and and one of the things people have to be aware of is obviously we've been spouting this whole thing about the person you're buying the dog from has to interview you and do all these things and we've heard stories happening in Ireland and in the UK where animals that are coming out of dog breeding establishments and puppy farming um, environments are basically coming out of that. They are being put in a family home with somebody who maybe has, we'll give an example of Chihuahua. So say you have a male and female Chihuahua, maybe the female is neutered, and you go and buy some dogs online from a breeder um, who sells them to you for 50 euros each. You bring them into your home, you then get them microchipped, you can start the vaccinations, and for all you know, you can turn around and say, these are their parents, and you can do the whole adoption process. So people have to be very, very careful if they are buying any animals online or they are buying any puppies that they will know they are getting what they're getting. Because it's very difficult to actually turn around and say, this dog, a puppy has come from this female and that male is the father. So there's clearly ethical issues involved here when it comes to puppy farms. And I was speaking to a colleague there who was saying, you know, that obviously we all as humans have rights and animals don't actually have rights. They have welfare and they have those, you know, enacted into law. But is there anything that can be done in terms of a few people said that they wanted to start a petition that maybe can go towards the government in order to get legislation so these things are completely taken off the market, essentially? We would love to see it. I mean, basically, ourselves and the Irish Kennel Clubs put proposals in. We did a lot of research. We put in a whole thing into into the government about changing the rules because they were looking at implementing new requirements for anybody who actually is registering as a, a breed establishment. And we didn't get very far. So right. we would love the government to sit up and pay attention to some of the stuff, you know, that we're we're trying to do. We're doing this for the welfare of the animals the end of the day yeah. and it's it's about making sure that people are not mass producing a dog is not i'm not putting down farm animals but a dog is not a cow it's mm. not a sheep it shouldn't be mass produced and even farmers who are producing animals for the meat trade for the wool trade for milk they're caring for the animals they are raising an animal to a certain standard because they're going to be selling it for meat they're going to be producing milk from it they're going to be bringing it to an age where it's going to be actually um you know producing a product and they're not selling something that at eight six or eight weeks of age is going to be vanishing and they're never going to see it again they are producing a product that is going to be healthy up to a certain age which we're not necessarily seeing on these mass-produced puppy farms. 
Gillian Bird, thank you so much for joining us, Head of Education and Media at the DSPCA. If people want to find out more and get more information on this, if they're thinking of adopting a puppy or if they're thinking as well of buying a puppy, is there information on your website that they can go to and find out? We do. We have some information on our website, but to be honest, your best bet is always go to a rescue centre first. Go to a rescue centre, see what they have, have a chat. The DSPCA adoption staff here are fantastic. If we don't have something that suits you, they will talk it through with you. They will say to you, look, what you're looking for may not suit you. You might be better waiting a few weeks. Maybe you've got very, very young children. You might be better off waiting a little while. Try fostering an animal, first of all. You don't have to go out, rush out there and buy something. It's a bit like the mobile phones. Just because you don't like your phone or there's a brand new phone coming out doesn't mean you change. Exactly. Um, it's a it's a it's a long term commitment. You're talking about something that's hopefully going to be with you for 17, 18 years. So you need to put a lot of thought into it. So go to somewhere like the SPCA, have a chat with our adoption staff, and they will advise you as to what might be the best breed of dog or the best type of animal for you. Great advice, Gillian. Thanks so much for taking the call.